New Kitten. And 35W South. And what else do you own, Joe? <laughs> I'm taking over. Uh, I, I Really quickly, I just that the, the song that we do for our intro, um, every Wait time I, I pull it up, it's on a compilation album called Songs That Won Us the War, like World War II. And I almost feel like maybe we should have lost if that's the case, but um, that's a topic for a different day. <clears throat> uh, I love that song. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's it'll you gotta be... roll roll longer so they'd say, "What do you know, Joe?" And I don't know nothing. You know, it sums up this show, at least on my great. end. Yeah, great Just line. throwing uh, things against the wall to see what sticks. Speaking of Joe's, ooh, that's a good segue. Mr. Joe Oberly is here as well, and. Um, He's the editor of all of our stuff, uh, and if I own 35W, he's also responsible for the construction, so uh, send <laughs> your, your email that way. Uh, we haven't really talked. It's been a hectic week. Like, what I, – and I know the answer to this because I know you well enough, but we have a lot of new listeners, so on and so forth. Um, there's been a lot of uh, polarization in regards to the Vikings, a lot of people panicking in regards to – uh, the offense slash cousins is performance um, on Saturday, and other people saying like, yeah, that's what the preseason is for. It's not that big of a deal. I just rewatched the game right now. Like, I, it's 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 midway through the third quarter, and having seen it again, um, yikes. <laughs> yikes! Yeah, I I I uh, I was at the game. Um, in the in fan mode and uh boy i tell you i, was, I had to struggle for the first uh half of the first quarter getting used to not being in the press box i didn't like it no one was in my seat so i was kind of bitter about that but uh that's beside oh, the, point. the seat was just open it that's, was that's almost worse <laughs> it, that's right first i thought someone was in there and and my brother goes oh that makes you mad and i said oh god no one's there he goes that's worse I go, yes, it is. <laughs> should be me uh but you know it I, I'm not in panic mode. Let's let's start off with that headline. But you know, it's certainly a wonderment, uh, concern. Like what's going on? You keep hearing after the game, last couple games, uh, Cousins saying, well, "I got to play better than that." Well, yeah, yeah, you do. And I'm I'm all beginning to wonder: is can you play better than that? I mean, you know, yeah. I know we can. And uh, I mean, he's granted, shown he, it, but he did. Yes, he didn't have all his weapons, and all you can all make all his excuses and. And someone made a point. I want to say it was Bursich or somebody on that says, you know, they started out like this in the play, in the preseason last year, and then when the when they get things cranked up for the regular season, it would be better. Of course, everybody else cranks up too. Yeah, I don't know. I I just was um, I was so bored at that game, and I I put it in my story, and I know you read it, Joe. How my brother and I were were fascinated mm. by the overhead cam. Uh, yeah, it goes back and forth. I uh, said it summed up that game perfectly. Like you were not even at, at a certain point. People should read it. It's on uh, both websites for PCSC Vikings territory. You were t- paying more attention to that crazy camera that zips overhead than the game itself. Which, yeah, again, it sums up what happened. My my thing with the rationalization. Bursish was I would, now that you brought up uh, Bursish. He said this a lot during the game. You know, Cousins is struggling because the Cardinals are throwing a lot at him, a lot of stunts, a lot of shifts. And and towards the halftime, oh, no. he mentioned, like, oh, Cousins is adjusting now. But it's like, it's, like yeah, but that's what they do in the regular season. So right, I don't, even worse. You know, mm-hmm. and it, it, the game, you know, it just – and I've been a Cousins apologist. I was a big proponent of him coming here. Um, 
And I, I'm not going to make excuses for the guy. I mean, even I've said it this offseason, like, there's no room for excuses anymore. The, the offensive line has depth. They might not be 100% or gelling. I mean, he was sacked a couple times, first time in the preseason. There's been a lot of pressure. But you could just tell that that first pass where Diggs had a step on that guy down the field and he overthrew him by five yards. That mm-hmm. kind of summed up the game. It's like his timing was off. He was like a split second behind. He was running slow. Um, and, and you mentioned just like him saying things after the game. Like he said, you know, I, I, I'll be, I gotta be better. He kept saying we, then he said, no, I have to be better. And then he was like, I'm going to be really cranky with my wife as if it's, it's her fault. Um, and it's like, yeah, you know, the, he's polished media wise. He says the right things, but at some yeah. point you have to be better, you know? And it's yeah. just, uh, that's I, the only way this team's going to make the next move. You're right, Joe. He has to be better. And you know, they, they do have a better offensive line friend. It's not going to be. It's not lights out, greatest uh, offensive line uh, ever. Um, it's going to be better. And uh, Dalvin Cook, as you will probably talk about, looked great. And uh, Thielen has looked great in preseason. Uh, uh, if he could hit hit uh, uh, Diggs on a couple passes, he would look great. I mean, you Diggs know, is so dangerous. He had the, uh, one catch towards halftime that was just like, yeah, Diggs is good. What's the yeah, problem? The opportunity is there for him. And uh, you need your quarterback, you know, making those passes i mean he'll he'll throw some he'll thread some in there that you just go man this guy's the the bleep but you know and then then he'll make he'll miss uh screen pass touch passes yeah. and then he'll yeah. over that the one overthrown by on digs that you mentioned by four or five yards my jaw just dropped i go oh my god yeah you know it, something was I, wrong I, and i could I, I, do that you know yeah i thought you know um just things being a little hectic on my end with with the new kitty and and other things that you know I took a, a day and a half off of really being in depth with the news and, and going on Bleacher Report and checking all that stuff and it just feels like I felt like something was gonna come out that was gonna solve my anxiety like Cousins had West Nile or something um and and you know I brought up the fact that people say it's the preseason but for him to go three of thirteen. It, and have negative five yards passing with two minutes left in the first half, that's disastrous. You know, and the argument goes both ways with it being the preseason. Granted, the Cardinals were doing some uh, regular season level stuff, but they weren't showing all their hands either. And, and they're not the '85 Bears. You know, <laughs> it's just like you can't. I, I think he summed it up by saying, you know, if this, if I play like this during the season, it's going to be a tough year. And if Oh my. man, I was. I mean, we could fast forward to two weeks ago, and I was really optimistic about this team, and that optimism is gone. I, it's been replaced with genuine concern, and you know, a lot of people are saying, "Well, Thielen didn't play," and but you can't throw the ball to Thielen 100% of the time. And there were drops. BB, I don't know what's going on with him either. You know, a lot of people are talking about Ola B.C. Johnson being the fourth receiver. They they got rid of Jordan Taylor, which we'll talk about in a second. Um. And maybe Ola B.C. Johnson is the third receiver, which would be really exciting. Um, but, yeah, th- there's no excuse for going 3-13 with that contract or just in general, you know. And it's just going to create more problems with this huge fan push and writer push for Kyle Sloter, which we talked about last week, but we'll touch on again this week. You know, people are going to look at Sloter. I mean, Vikings fans love backup quarterbacks anyway. The the, the push for people to call for Sloter, if, if this is how they play, week one is going to be huge and i almost you know the fourth preseason game typically they don't play but i would really feel a lot more comfortable if they did a series or two and it went well uh going into the to the do you know why 
Vikings fans like second string quarterbacks? Why? Because we've never had a first string quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought, um, yes. You know, and I mean, it, 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 it's it, really, it's really something. I mean, you, you, you mentioned his contract. I mean, you know, we, it, it's irrelevant as far as I'm concerned. It doesn't matter. Yeah. He's the starter. He's and he should play like a starter. And yeah, uh, he did that first series in the first preseason game. And since then, uh, the second one was head scratcher for the most part. This one was like, oh my goodness, what the heck's going on here? So yeah, it's. It's, it's not a good it's, trend. Yeah, and it's not just that either. I mean, it is, but there's like I said, there's there was a couple drops. The kicking game is borderline nightmarish at this point. Um, is that you? Are you still there? Yeah, uh, it must have disconnected and reconnected you. Um, yeah, I, like I said, I was just saying the the kicking game is a nightmare too. Um, but let's get into some other news stuff really quickly. Uh, the big talker this week, obviously, is that Mike Hughes is back. He, they removed him from the pup list. Uh, word is that he'll be ready for week one, which is almost hard to put an emphasis on how important that's going to be. You know, a lot of people, myself included, and uh, you too, obviously, um, have been concerned about depth at the cornerback position. Uh, Mackenzie Alexander's been hot and cold. Uh, before we talk about Hughes... You know there was a ton, there was a pl- a play where uh, in the first quarter the receiver got behind Xavier Rhodes and picked up a first down um, and and I think Burstich basically said I know it's the preseason but you can't let that receiver get behind you uh, Rhodes looked really gimpy and the concern with him has been in recent uh, seasons his health and his ability to stay healthy and a lot of people there's a lot of um, talk about whether or not he feigns injuries or not. But he looked really gimpy. Um, he didn't look like himself. Uh, and by himself, I mean like two seasons ago. Um, so I don't know if you've heard what is wrong with him. Um, nope, nope, nobody has. And uh, everybody's uh, concerned. I, I, I sat there and watched him. I said, what's going on? I mean, this was Xavier because he was, throughout the preseason, he had kind of stepped behind and, as Birchick said, he he used to have the speed to catch up after you know a guy got a, he jammed somebody and he got, gets a step on him and he could catch up and make the play and he wasn't doing that. He's he's I saw him look I saw uh, uh, Adam Thielen running rough shot on him in OTAs when I was uh, still allowed to to hang around the uh, TCO. So I from that point to this, I just like he he looks like he kind of did last year when we were all wondering what's wrong with him and. We knew that he was having injuries then, but uh, he's got to be injured because I, I don't think he's too old yet. I know he's not that slow. I don't think he can just fall off that quickly. No, and yeah, and he visibly I, had I a limp. He's got to be injured. So, and, and you know, uh, maybe they're just so tired of of you know him limping here or limping there, or you know, Zimmer, Zimmer says he's got this nickname for him for regarding his injuries. So. I don't know if it has something to do with him being soft or whatever, or just a, a drama queen when when about this stuff. So I what's his uh, nickname? Nobody knows. His, oh. Nobody knows, Joe. That's not good. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I you could see him limping. I do recall around OTAs, uh, us internally, uh, the writers, uh, our team talking about his injuries, and hopefully that that's not. It was too. It was basically just exasperation, like. You know, it's really early, and if he's already injured, it's going to be a long year for him. Um, which brings up my next point. Uh, Trey Waynes is underrated. I'm kidding. Um, 
I have been bringing that up every week if people don't get the reference. Uh, but yeah, it's it's disconcerting. Uh, but the good news is is that Hughes is going to be ready for week one. Um, you know, I wouldn't start him. No, and typically, you know, as we found, I think a lot of us got spoiled by like the AP timetable for ACLs. Um, mm-hmm. And even, you know, what uh, RG3 tried to rush his way back, um, and that didn't work, obviously. Um, but it takes an, a, a year after, really, for players to get back to square one. And I've just been the, you know, there was a lot of talk this offseason in regards to Hughes or Mackenzie Alexander about trading um, Trey Waynes or, or Xavier Rhodes and filling in with one of those guys. And now, I, I do think that Hughes looked really good in the sample size that we had, but it was a really small sample size. And, you know, I just, I'm not completely sold on him. There's nothing he's done wrong, but I think that just historically, the uh, DBs have a really big learning curve when it comes to Zimmer's defense. And so, like you but said, his I was. I was just, just going to say his, his he he, he uh, kind of busted that learn, learning curve, and Zimmer said that last year. So that's true. Um, and then did he dial it back a little bit? Oh, I think he did because he he felt embarrassed. He was praising so much one of his players because you know no, that's ah, not his put, style. Yeah. No, no, no. I I, um, I I I go by the coaches on this kind of thing. Uh, yeah, you said you're right. It's a small sample size, but the coaches love this guy. They're high on him. They took him in the first round. Uh, Zimmerman never has enough cornerbacks. Uh, 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 I, I think you know. I think he's going to be very good. And there's a lot of people say he could be a star in the league. So um, I think you bring him back slow. You you work him back in, and and maybe it, it makes it easier to you know if Xavier doesn't. Uh, yeah get his stuff together to, you know, maybe you're not you're not hurting so much by mid-season that you know you can you can slide Hughes in there or something but well, at least uh, give him some time to recuperate right you know you don't have the gun against your head where you need him to to play and then just keep you know perpetuating uh, something that maybe could be solved in a week or two speaking of that so where do you see him fitting in on on this defense do you see him playing some slots uh, to, to spate uh, Mackenzie Alexander to start, or do you see him Holton Hilling it and, and uh, filling in on the outside more? I see, I see Holton Hilling it, uh, uh, to coin a phrase there, uh, um, <laughs> because I, they really like Mackenzie Alexander now. He's He's been in the system, I think, three years now, and, and he's getting the plot. It's from, from Simmer for Filing Heaven, figured it out, and grow, you know, growing up and maturing and being a professional. So uh, they're really doing what he wants, even though I saw him get burned once or make a mistake earlier this, this preseason. But yeah. uh, I, I, I think he'll be your slot guy, you know, and, and they'll, they'll slide in uh, – uh, uh, Hughes both in the slot and uh, on the, on the corners wherever they need him just to get him you know back in and he hasn't played you know uh, live bullets since midway through last season or even before yeah, I, I think, I think he played six, six 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 games yeah so he's he's got to you know bring him back slow let him let him get back up to the speed of the game because all he's been doing is rehabbing but uh, it's a uh, it's great to have him back like you said earlier it's great to have Linval Joseph back even though he didn't play yeah. um, Harry. Harrison Smith didn't play, Thielen didn't play, and that's fine. I don't have any problem with that. You know, get get yourself ready for the regular season, and you know, it doesn't you know? Um, so you know, I I don't know where to sum up here other than the fact that I'm 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 excited that Hughes is back. Yeah, I'll be, it'll be nice to have Brian O'Neill back um, too. Uh, yep. 
sounds like that is happening. You know, I think uh, Rashad Hill's played better than than he has historically. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I, I I really want that line to be get as much time as they can together and coalesce. A right. Bit. He's um, another one that, that needs to to get in there and get some. Get some live reps, and you know, I mean, he started out the preseason, but he's been gone for a while, so he's he's got to build back up. It's 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 unfortunate. That's the thing about injuries, you know. You're you're out, you miss all that time, and and when you get back on the field, you might not be ready. You're not going to be back to where you were, so it takes a little while. Totally. Um, <clears throat> uh, you know, I, I feel like I'm going to name this show something funny just because it's. A lot of doom and gloom on all these topics, and it's not intentional, even though sometimes I do that for effect. Um, the the yeah, kicking this, this, situation. This, this should be selling hope time of year, right, Joe? <laughs> uh, and and uh, we're we're kind of going backwards. We're we're uh, uh, the, as far as the Vikings are concerned, they've they've digressed during the preseason. They're yeah. not. They don't seem to be ramping up, and that's a little unfortunate. But maybe and, they'll. Take some people by surprise. You know, I'm hoping so. I don't know. There's been exasperation from Zimmer a few times. Um, talking about the young receivers stepping up, that was part of it a couple a week, a week and a half ago. Um, but this week, it seems that he's just really reached his limit in regards to the kicking situation. You know, the quote that really sums it up was that since they brought in, uh, traded a fifth rounder, which is a big deal in the kicking game, especially if you're going to just have the guy punt. Since they brought in Kari Vedvik, He's missing kicks after being perfect four for four, which you know doesn't mean much. Uh, in the last game that he had with the Ravens, and and it looks like Matt Weil is, according to Zimmer, kicking really well, and and Dan Bailey's been perfect this preseason. I think he's made uh, all six of his kicks, extra points and field goals. So you know I, I never expected, and we've discussed this already. I never expected him to replace Bailey. You know just talking about how important this season is and, and some of the frustrations that Zimmer's had going with a complete unknown who's also, you know, more of a punter than a field goal kicker. At least he was in college and um, his age it just seems like maybe they'll bring him in for 55 or longer kicks because his field goals, you know, that 48-yarder, it's almost as if he did it like a chip shot or something. You know what I mean? Like he did it. It's effortless. It's effortless. Yeah. It's, it's amazing to watch. Even though he's missing, um, but yeah. you can tell the dude has a crazy leg, um, and and that could still be the case. You know, I, it's preseason; it's two missed field goals. But you know, Zimmer basically said, "Bring the, bring this guy in," and the guy he's, that he's supposed to replace are playing amazing all of a sudden, and not he's playing not well. And it just kind of perpetuates that idea that whatever the Vikings are doing in the kicking situation, they everybody they bring in. You know, Dan Bailey was the second most accurate kicker, was past tense uh, in the in the. History of the NFL. Now he's not. Uh, he was he was a seventy five percent field goal kicker last year. Um, so you know it makes you wonder why they spent a fifth round pick on this guy. To be honest, especially if they never intended for him to be the field goal guy, but more of just like a uh, kicking specialist, uh, kickoffs and punts. Maybe not even all the punts. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't. I'm a, I'm at. He's Zimmer said he was at a loss. I'm at a loss. So help me. Yeah, I guess I don't know what they're going to do when you hear stuff like that. But my my thought remains that I think they'll because they spent a fifth rounder, they'll keep Vedvik around and he'll be the kicker of the future because Bailey's uh, pr- getting pretty old and and uh, he's not gonna. You know, he's probably going to get you know less accurate than more accurate at this point in his career and. Uh, I think Wiles the odd man out. They got to find someone that can hold. But you know, it, it's it's it still seems that 
it still seems that they're not settled at this yeah. at this uh, uh, at this group, this unit, and that's that's a terrible place to be at this point in the preseason. That's for sure. And then you know if they get rid of Wild, who holds for him if they have him come in and do? That's what I said. They got BB. They have a feeling that tries, but you, you didn't see them doing it last week. Was, uh, so I don't know. That's was, why. Yeah, I, and Wild did well. Wild well. Oh, I mean, he. Uh, he did fine until they miss one, and then he gets some blames for it. Who knows? But, you know, it, it's uh, – I was talking to someone recently. Like Zimmer's kind of exasperated. I, I said I, I think he's the kind of guy that uh, would like to chew somebody out if uh, uh, they make a mistake. And I don't know if that works with kickers. <laughs> yeah, Because they're, uh, they're kind of head cases. And they, yeah, and yeah, really. They, you know, it, it's, it's – I can – you know, I – Mentioned this before. I did a story with Ryan Longwell, and we talked a long time about comparing golf to to uh, the kicking game. You know, it's muscle memory, and you mm-hmm. you've got that stationary ball sitting there, and you you've got to hit it the, the same place every, every time. And and uh, they're human beings; it's not going to happen that way. And you know, they've got so much on the line with every kick that that there's uh, the pressure gets to you, and you miss. You know, you miss on the golf course, and you miss. Uh, on, on a 54-yard field goal, so it's just going to happen, and 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 you got all these guys have been beating their brains out for for 60 minutes, and it comes down to you, and you fail them. I mean, I, do you? Unless you're, uh, <laughs> you don't give a rat's patootie about anybody else in the world. You just go go to the bank and and, and cash a check, you know. But you know, most human beings are take that on, and it it wears on you. Look at Blair Walsh; she signed with the. Uh, Falcons last week. I was going to say, speaking of head cases. Yeah, yeah, and he's he's already missed. I guess yesterday I was saying he missed like four kicks or something like that. So, Ugh. yeah, so, we're facing. Uh, we're, the Vikings are going to be facing their last two. Uh, the, their last two failures. Uh, Daniel Carlson next week, and then they're going to be, or not next week. Um, four weeks. Four weeks. I don't know why somebody online said the next two weeks, and then I'm like, well, that didn't make any sense. But yeah, they'll be facing them. Uh, Blair Walsh too. I mean, I hope things work out for him, but there's a reason that he went from where he was, which is arguably on the path to be one of the best kickers <clears throat> in Vikings history, outside of Fouad Revez, perhaps. And uh, then... Fred Cox. Okay, yeah. I don't remember him. Uh, I, I know you don't. Fouad Revez. Uh, who That's I, what I'm here for, Joe. I'm here to remind <laughs> you of Fred Cox. The, <laughs> the inventor of the Nerf football. That's is, that, is. is that true? That is true. Wow. Cha-ching. Yeah. Holy crap. Um, yeah, uh, I also wonder where Nate Kading is in all of this because I thought they brought him on to be a kicking coach, and I haven't heard a peep. And maybe that's because I'm not looking in the right places, but uh, whatever he's doing is uh, maybe he should do the exact opposite. And it's fun to see all the, the Bears fans and the Bears media. Uh, a lot of the articles I read this week were from Bears media. They gave uh, They have a new guy there. Who won, apparently won the job over the weekend? I rewatched that Nate, uh, that Cody Parker double doink this morning, and it was you can see when they called the timeout on the first kick, which he made. You could see it hit from his reaction. He was like, "Damn it!" You know, like you could just tell that something bad was going to happen. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about the Andrew Luck situation as well, um, and you know it's our job to, to look at these things and kind of tie them into the team, which Connor Wickland did on Vikings territory this week, talking about perhaps um, since the the uh, Colts are going to be in rebuilding mode, <clears throat> that the Vikings could perhaps get a guy like T.Y. Hilton, which 
uh, all respect to Connor because he's a great writer. I don't know if I agree with that, uh, just in terms of chemistry. And he's a top he's a top end guy. I mean, when he has a quarterback, he can be a top five fantasy receiver. So I don't know how that would work with Diggs and, and Thielen, but it would be exciting from a, like a Madden build a team perspective. I don't know if I'd, I'd go pick up uh, Andrew Luck's best friend, who is just as, is distraught. I mean, that's what he came out on Twitter saying, you know, this is my best friend. And, you know, he's he's pretty upset that, you know, uh, how uh, Andrew Luck got booed. And I don't know if I'd pick up that guy. Sounds like a little bit of a, you know, he'd be coming in here and uh, not not drinking the Kool-Aid, purple Kool-Aid. He'd still be uh, hung over from the, the, the blue and white. Is that, T- is that T.Y. Hilton? That's what I'm talking about, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I wrote um, on Twitter when I saw that reaction from the fans that I don't often – I'm a very emotional uh, Vikings fan, and I, I write that way, so on and so forth. And so I do get upset, um, but on a football level, you know, it doesn't pack my mo- emotional well-being for a few days or months, depending on the game. But I, I don't often get personally upset from a human perspective. I can, like, you know, obviously just quarter that off – in my mind, I'd say it's football. You know, it's not that big of a deal, but it still makes me sad. Um, to see those people do that, I thought was one of the most classless things I've seen. You know, it, it's 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 obvious. I shouldn't even have to say this, but the guy's 29 years old. He was, you know, anointed as the second coming when he when he came into the league, and you know, he didn't retire because he was happy I made enough money you know I'm done you know or it wasn't even really like a Robert Smith thing who opined on the situation where he was like I'm healthy enough to play but I don't want to be uh you know disabled in my life yeah um you know it's he talked about it really I mean this was after he was booed but I mean have some common sense just the cycle of injury pain rehab the, the mental aspect of it, of, of having to do that day in and day out and then having it happen again. He got injured this preseason, which was the uh, the main component of this. And I thought the team did a nice thing by not asking for the rest of his bonus back. He got to keep between 13 and 20-some million that way. Um, people are saying that might be because they expect him to come back if he has a year or two off because um, he is only 29 years old. But the, the point is, it wasn't a frivolous or selfish um Decision. He, he said it. He said it broke his heart. The decision. And then on top of that, to have fans at home boo you for it is just so gross. Where was Where was Joe Buck to come in and say that is disgusting? <laughs> That's a disgusting act. Yes, uh, uh, that was. Uh... It it's uh that that's how I felt about it. It's just stupid. It's it's it, you know, I, fans do not get it. I mean, un- unfortunately, we all look at our. Our, our our team that we're cheering for when we see the quarterback, your star quarterback, who's been injured and hasn't probably given you what you think what you deserve for the ticket price you pay. He hasn't given it to you, so you're going to boo him when he leaves because now your prospects for the season are gone. Your fantasy team is screwed. Blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. And I really don't care. Fans just don't understand how brutal this game is physically and how that affects you mentally. I mean, they, you know, I've, I've heard how many of the players described Monday mornings. You felt like you've been into two or three car accidents, you know, yeah. imagine that, it, yeah. it, you know, if you don't, and, and if all your off season is rehab, 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 when you may, it may have a family or you want something to do to get away from the, from the, the grind of a, of a, uh, of a brutal football season, 
but you can't. You've got to get back in there and get your, your body ready for the next one. It just... <coughs> it, the guy gave his heart, mind, body, and soul to this team, and they had the audacity to boo, and they had one guy yeah. taking off his jersey. I'm surprised he didn't start it on fire right in the middle of uh, the, the stadium. Oh, and, I didn't you know, see that. So, I, and just took his shirt off, you know, his, his Andrew Luck shirt, like, oh, my God, this guy has done the worst thing in the world. He did this to me. I get so tired Ugh. of it, you know. And, and you know, <laughs> I don't get emotional that much, but stuff like this just bugs me. Totally, and there there's is. been uh, there's been a few. I mean, Calvin Johnson did it, and and you know you you look at it, uh, it's kind of tied together, but you know it, in this day and age with the medical um, uh, resources that we have and the level of training, you know, back in the day, guys were you know drinking six packs, and and a lot of guys still drink, or you know Babe Ruth is smoking cigars and crushing homers. Um, you know, these guys train year round; they're in peak physical condition, and and if he's that injured all the time. It's something that clearly cannot be remedied. First of all, second of all, you know I think there is an aspect of these guys going too far, and I I don't think it'll ever be dialed back. But these guys are so big and so strong. I'm uh, Tony Gonzalez was being interviewed the game before last, and he said even he's only been retired a few years, and he's like I'm so happy that I'm not playing. These guys are monsters, and you know the human body can only take so much and that's i think why the concussion thing is more prevalent now than ever because these guys are so fast and so strong that speed and power you know and i don't see you know because everyone's trying to be the best no one's going to voluntarily just say hey let's take it a little bit easier um and so i think there's an aspect to that too with like calvin johnson retiring and and other guys uh uh, gronk retiring they're all very very sub 30 yeah yeah, um, you can only put build up so much armor to protect yourself. But when a when a a, a player that big comes in, uh, you know, it, with the speed that the the defensive players have, you know, your body is you can you can't your bones can only be strengthened to such degree. Your you know your your bodies, your muscles. It's just people don't people don't realize it. You know, uh, the and of all people, the quarterback is just putting himself out there to get pummeled you know i mean they, yeah. they gotta hang in the pocket just as they're these guys are coming down on them and make the throw and they're still gonna get hit so they're they're defenseless when they're when they're making a throw yeah. it's i mean that's why i think it is like uh, a car accident really i yes. mean that's it, it's that traumatic to your body Kirk I mean, cousins after the second end of second half of the season last year he hung in there for the first half and then he just was became too much and he got jitter and he his his performance went downhill. They're human beings, you know, and they're not uh, hired by the fans. The fans might, you know, foot the bill. I get it. I get it. But, you know, look backwards and, and appreciate what you had rather than be bitter about what you think you just lost. Do you think uh, there's just, any chance they go for Teddy? Mm, I don't know. I, I don't know that uh, uh, A of the Saints would uh, um, uh, make I them available. I, I don't know if they're, they would either. They're 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 just talking about them winning those uh, SI just picked them to win the Super Bowl, so they're mm. not going to tra- trade away uh, that great of a uh, uh, insurance second. policy. Yeah, I mean, because uh, granted, uh, uh, Drew Brees is only, uh, only injured his shoulder. That's about the only games he's ever missed. You know, mm-hmm. as as a quarterback, he's pretty durable, but he's old. You know, it only takes one hit on him, and he's going to be yeah, on the side. And he's not very oh, big. No, so no, I I wouldn't think they. No, I don't think so. I you, you, I think you hit it earlier when you said they're gonna be they're gonna rebuild. They're probably gonna, you know, try to uh, 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 lay down and and uh, 
uh, get that number one pick at quarterback. Are they on the Vikings schedule? Unfortunately not. So, so it's funny too, just to, uh, I know we're talking about this a lot, but <clears throat> there's just so much to it because, you know, obviously one of the bigger, the biggest, uh, the highest draft pick the Vikings have ever had was uh, Matt Cleal, the fourth overall pick in what, 2012? And <clears throat> of, the, of the top five people in that draft, he's the only one still in the league. So, you know, <clears throat> I, a lot of people, myself included, back then, I remember uh, playing at TCF Stadium, Joe Webb at quarterback, winning that uh, completely just useless game that had no point, but it knocked the Vikings from being tied for the first overall pick down to fourth. And I remember thinking after that amazing season that RG3 had, like, wow, they could have had luck, they could have had RG3, we would have had a quarterback situation solved. And who knows, you know, in a different... Uh, if, if maybe Joe Gibbs wasn't the coach of the Redskins or uh, he went to a different team, they wouldn't have pushed him to play on that injured knee uh, in the playoffs and, and his career could have been completely different. Um, but it is, it does, I mean, that draft clearly did not work out for anybody. So it's hard to really uh, complain uh, hindsight-wise about that. But I, uh, uh, one positive that has come from the preseason, especially lately, has been... Um, Ola B.C. Johnson and his performance, and he, you know, seventh-round pick, he, the Vikings have this knack for finding these late-round receivers. Uh, they're not very good at finding them in the first couple rounds, but <laughs> he, I think his, a lot of people are saying he's locked, uh, obviously he's locked to make the team, but he's locked in the fourth spot, and with Jordan Taylor being cut, which I was a little surprised by, he hasn't played well, he looks slow, um, you know, he had that drop, um, which I think sealed the deal. And, but you know they didn't. I know they had to make room for 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 Hughes, but they also released uh, what's his face Benakieri Wary. Um, I, I was just surprised by it just because of his relationship with Kubiak. But you have a guy like Ole BC Johnson who's just you know Zimmer is lo- talking about him uh, in really positive ways, saying that he can line up anywhere. He knows all the spots. Um, I, well, I, I guess re- he listened to Zimmer getting bitter earlier in the year mm-hmm. at the, at, at the uh, re- young receivers then because, uh, yeah, he has really stepped up. They, um, and they talked about him in an interview on Vikings.com where he, uh, when he first got on the team, he was studying the playbook three times or for three hours a night. And I think he had a slip of the tongue because he, they ta- he talked about the importance of route depth and route running for Cousins. Cousins is a perfectionist, as we all know, and that if you start, like, even a yard short, that that Cousins will get really... He said Cousins gets really upset. Mm. And then he was kind of like dot, dot, dot. But that's normal, and that's good. Um, But I think he kind of slipped up there a little bit and and showed a a little bit... Outed his quarterback. Behind the veil a little bit, uh, which does explain uh, Cousins and Thielen's interaction last season. But... Uh, Zimmer said, yeah, he can line up anywhere. He runs the right routes. He, he seems to understand uh, instinctively where the DBs are going to be, how to get leverage over them, so on and so forth. So as far as I'm concerned, I mean, tying in Chad Beebe with this, he had a drop. He hasn't looked from, you know, everyone talking about the offseason that he had. He just hasn't looked that way. And granted, Cousins hasn't played that great either. Um, but he hasn't looked that great in the preseason. So it, it could be interchangeable. They're both they're different kind of guys. Um, but it sounds like uh, B.C. Johnson's going to be the third guy. He's already playing with the ones. He's lining up everywhere, which you need the guys to do because Thielen lines up everywhere, especially. Um, I'm just excited about it. It sounds like you are. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> I saw I – mean, I, I, I went to OTAs, and I watched his receivers, and I was – 
uh, if you go back and listen to my comments on it back then, I thought BB was a shoe in for wide receiver three, just how he looked. I mean, he was, he was so much quicker than anybody there. He was, you know, granted it was inside, it was in shorts, but, uh, um, he was running great routes. He was getting the ball from cousins and, uh, that, that extended well into the season. But what I also noticed there, why is Jordan Taylor on this team? I yeah. couldn't figure it out. And I mean, I saw him compared to everybody else. Now, granted, he hadn't been there. He was learning the the the, the routes and the, and the system at the same time where where BB had been around a season. So I, Jordan Taylor just looked slow. He just looked he didn't look strong to me. And I just thought, hmm. You know, I knew the whole connection with uh, he was brought in by Kubiak, but I thought I don't get this guy. And so I wasn't surprised. You know, and you know he didn't do much in the preseason. He he caught a, a couple balls, I think, on on Saturday. But uh, like you said, he had a drop. And so, to be you know, to honest, I'm not saying I, I predicted it, but I I was I was wondering about him from day one. He just looked to be out of place, whereas BB looked confident and and in there. Now, uh, you know, uh, Zimmer makes the comment about his young receivers, and if you're a smart uh, young receiver, you get to work. And I think uh, OBC Johnson has, and he has made some dramatic catches, made some great catches, and been solid whenever he's getting an opportunity to make plays. And that's what you want, you know. I, yeah. I don't know what it's like in practice because I'm not out there, but uh, boy, if, if 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 what we're seeing out in the, in the games is is what he's doing behind the scenes, you know, it, it's it's a he is going to get plenty of time. At you know at that spot, I don't know that they'll you know maybe name a particular wide receiver through. They'll think they'll yeah. use them both interchangeably. They'll, Especially they'll, with, with the tight ends and and right. Junior lining up as a wide receiver as well. But even even uh, uh, BB, I mean, he, he's got a different skill set than than Johnson, and he's yeah. going to be you know inside maybe doing you know busting off some some. Nice quick crossing routes or button hooks or curls or something, and and uh, old BC Johnson can maybe stretch the field a little bit more and and make catches in the end zone. So I I, I think that's what they'll they'll both make the team. They'll both be in the mix and and uh, yeah and, and Irv Smith as well in the double tight end set. So you know that that to me uh, I don't think we are going to see any change from what we've seen on Thursday. We're, we're I think that that that's kind of decided it's going to be those those guys are all going to get play. I think the more interesting uh uh well, thing to come there are there are some other uh battles that w- we can still look at in this yeah. Thursday game but uh that that one I think is it looks pretty set to me. Yeah, and and there's been a lot of positive talk about um Ersmith Jr. We've talked about this a lot, but there's a lot of stuff this week that I thought really was the writing on the wall in regards to perhaps uh, the team moving on from uh, Rudolph after the season. Just words like complete tight end. Uh, how great he is at blocking, but also just being able to line up as a receiver, so on and so forth. So, uh, yeah, it's it's there's a lot of good options. And like I said, there's it, it, when we're talking about this amount of talent in the receiving position as a whole, including tight ends, like it's again, there's really no excuse for Cousins to be doing playing the way he did. Um, on Saturday, so hopefully they figure that out. Uh, one of the speaking of battles, there's two main things that a lot of people were talking about coming out of the game. I mean, it's been building for Mannion versus Slaughter. We've talked about this a lot, um, but there was a lot more aggressive tones in in some of the articles about Slaughter versus Mannion. There was one on on I think Daily Norseman that was basically does performance matter to to Zimmer. And he, they were comparing him to Belichick and Bud Grant in regards to personnel um, 
uh, what's the analysis and and whether or not you know a lot of people we talked about this last week. The fact that while Slaughter is a gamer, he's not a complete quarterback in Zimmer's eyes because he can't see the play clock eight sec- eight yards in front of his face. He's not good at uh, you know running a huddle and being a leader and so on and so forth. While that doesn't seem to manifest much in the games, I don't see a whole lot of uh, delayed games. I remember one, um, but you know people aren't lining up in the wrong spot or whatever. Um, but then I saw other articles of people that were like, the fans are totally rooting like the. The fans want Slaughter to play with the first team on Thursday. Why won't Zimmer do it? And, you know, that article, the headline, and I'm not disrespecting any other writer because I know how um, difficult it is, and I know it's our job to state our opinions, and that doesn't necessarily mean that we're always right. But uh, that's not the way it works. You know, it, it doesn't matter what the fans think, to be completely honest. It doesn't matter what writers think. They might pay more attention to it, but... Um, Except for me. <laughs> um... Yeah, with your empty seat with the cardboard cutout of you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that just seems spiteful to me. Um, but it's not. It's not. I know, it totally isn't. And I have a very strong feeling we'll be back next year. I, I actually understand completely why the team did what it did. They kind of needed to. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he's just uh, looking at his numbers from Saturday. You know, Cousins obviously was terrible. 3-13 uh, for... 35 yards. Um, Mannion was 6-9 for 57. Sloter, 6-7 of seven for 102 and one touchdown. Like, he, his completion percentage is off the charts. This he, was, it was, he had a rating of, like, 158, didn't he? Didn't he have the, the yeah. perfect – or 153. He missed one – he was missed one pass and uh, uh, had this great – it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. This one's over. It's Mannion and it's Slaughter. And, I, I, you know, they may put Browning on the practice squad. I don't know. I, I, I won't make that determination until I see him play on Thursday when he will finally get to play. But it, they, it, you know, Just really quickly, because you touched on it, and, I mean, it is for the backup spot, so it doesn't yes. really matter. It's all theoretical because it doesn't matter, they, they shouldn't see the field anyway. Right, but it, it does matter who who is the backup because you can see him, you know. You yeah, they're gonna, him, they're gonna be doing victory formation all season long. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> or, or the give up formation. That's uh, it. But yeah, I, you know, it's um, Mannion has played in the NFL in in regular season games, and there, there's a difference. I, I think he he probably has some of that gravitas that you need to command a huddle, and and you know I, I think he has all the throws. He might not have this, the strength of arm of Slaughter, which is everybody gets excited about. Um, but, you know, Slaughter's also going against threes yeah. uh, last week, and you just have to remember that. It, it would be nice to see what he could do with, you know, ones, but it's not going to happen. The ones are not going to play for either team, and that's yeah. that's the that's most a, important. You're preparing for the goddamn regular season game he will not play with the ones neither will Mannion. it'll be twos and threes on thursday so you don't have to worry about that uh, and Mannion you know, hasn't been bad either he's been no, he good hasn't. you know yes, outside of that interception which has been argued was bb's fault another knock against his preseason um right. he's been good i mean the uh, they were talking about the before the game on saturday how great the quarterback play has been how great the completion percentage has been. I mean, there was. I think there was a game where all the quarterbacks were above 100 quarterback rating. Maybe, maybe one was at 98 because of the interception uh, being Mannion. But yeah, it's not like he's been bad. And when it comes to a guy, you're not looking for a flashy gamer as your backup. You're looking for old reliable. Yeah, if I would want anybody to play at the ones, I'd like to see Mannion with the ones against the ones. But you know, we're not going to get that either because 
they're done for both teams. They're done. So, uh, Manning will be the backup. Slaughter will probably get held because he he did have once again what do they call him the captain or the the king of the preseason. Uh, he'd probably get hung on to and and I don't know. I want to see how Browning looks in in live action on Thursday, and we will Me get too. that opportunity. We will get that opportunity. So we'll, you can you can make your decision there whether or not to hang on to him or or uh, and put him on the practice squad, you know, um, or cut him. So I don't know. I just I really think Delvin Cook needs to play into the fourth quarter on uh, tomorrow. Um, you know, what? he just he just hasn't shown enough this preseason. I'm kidding. Um, okay. You know, all the I, all right. I, I'm making light of all of my exasperation in regards to him not playing because the turf wasn't ready. And I well, I understood it as a fan. I wanted to see him, and I wanted to make sure he got a couple of hits at least to to get him into game shape. And then he comes out and has. I thought he had. I thought that touchdown was his third carry, but all the box scores say two rushes. Maybe one, of them one got was a catch. Back, Joe. Oh, it Joe, did. One of, yeah, one of them got called back by penalty. Mm. So, but he looked in midseason form. I mean, it was that run showed every re, single like why people want him to be healthy. Why he's so uh, valuable to this team. I mean, he split we those remember, two those safeties preseason. Yes, he did. Not preseason, but you know, three plays, three plays. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we're, we're we're making all these determinations on Manion and uh, uh, Cousins and and everybody else, and it's such a small sample size. You know, they're not playing, they're not they're playing two or three series. You know, tops. Now, granted, he played for a half last week. Cousins. Yeah. So you, you you can make a, a determination of his play on Saturday that it was bad, but you know, I love. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go so far as to call Delvin Cook uh, midseason form yet. We got to see more of him, but uh, he looked great, and that yeah. cutback was wonderful. And once he had that step, he was gone. You know, it was it was it was, his, it was his, the the only play worth be, seeing on Sun and Saturday. You know, it was wonderful, but uh, you know, I I, I want to see him play for a half. You know, I want to yeah. see him. You know. Uh, get some hits, get some in there, you know. But you know, we'll have to wait till the regular season. Or maybe Hopefully I he's don't. Good to go. You know, like I was. Uh, a lot of people after the first game with that great first drive the offense had. A lot of people were saying, you know, th- that same thing. Like it's a, it's one drive, whatever. But my argument was, yeah, but could have been a lot worse. I mean, these are the Vikings we're talking about, and then you know, that's I mean, right. Extrapolate it out, and then it is worse. So I almost just want to freeze uh, in time right now um, and live here forever. Um, <clears throat> well, then we wouldn't have, we still wouldn't have a Super Bowl title then. <laughs> I, 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 I just, I've said this before, but I'm a very big. I picture things in my mind, and I, when I, if I can't see it happening, I just don't. It never seems to happen that way. It's hard to explain. It's like a, a power of mine, or a, a sign of narcissistic personality disorder. And <clears throat> I just can't see the Super Bowl happening. To be honest, I don't know what I would do with myself. Um. Beyond that, though, I think that the other battle that a lot of people are talking about is Curse versus Harris for the uh, safety spot opposite Harrison Smith. And, you know, I we talked a lot about Harris last year and how he was uh, arguably one of the most improved players in the entire NFL, and he's very solid. Um, but Curse is a beast, and it is the preseason, but he's gotten more time with the ones. He was out there with the ones... On Saturday, he almost had that pick six <clears throat> from Kyler. And what excites me about him more so than Curse is that you could have a formation on defense where, <clears throat> excuse me, he looks like he's lining up as the safety and then he drops in to play hybrid linebacker or vice versa. 
or supports in in he played nickel last season you know he's he's huge but he's adaptable and he could really do a lot of things sneaky things that maybe zimmer as a defensive mind is just like licking his chops at maybe he isn't the starter but maybe he's the guy that comes in on these like tricky formations where the, the the offense doesn't really know what to do, and I, I can't remember a time the Vikings had anybody like that on defense. Yeah, I think that's... Uh, uh, I, I'm not going to go with the Harris versus Curse battle. Because it's Curse not a zero-sum game? <clears throat> well, you know, I think Harris has got the position because he's solid and because he's uh, uh, probably been great as at doing what Zimmer wants and playing the team defense. And I'm not saying that Curse isn't, I think he's growing into it. He, he's he's a little bit of a wild man out there. He likes he's a very emotional player, and you know I, I don't, I'm not going to say that that's less trustworthy, but you know I think you want you want Harris as your solid guy and Curse to be, come in and really give the uh, uh, offense on the other team something to think about. I mean you just line, you you just spelled it out. I mean if, if he can just get on the field and disguise coverages because yeah. of where he might, you know, you know, I think what a great thing to have. And so uh, I think you're going to see both of them. You're probably going to see more curse than we have in the past. And he's going to, he's a great special teams player as well. So, I mean, you know, I, I, I don't know if I, I would see him yet supplanting uh, Anthony Harris. I, I don't see that. And speaking of, you know, putting something on the field for uh, the other team, I, I, I did want to say this about Delvin Cook before we got off it. It was so wonderful to see that on Saturday just so that other teams that are that are going to start taking whatever game fill they, they see from the preseason and start using it to prepare for the Vikings. They have to remember how good he is, and that just helps. They have to game plan for, for, for uh, uh, Cook as well as Thielen Diggs and, and, every, yep. and everything else. I, I mean, that, that, that it really, to me, that's what, for the big, that was the biggest takeaway for me. It's great to get that on film so that uh, they have to say, oh, shoot, we have to – have to remember this guy you know so. it's the, you know uh, 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 uh big 10 reference i got it in right before the end of the show I, obviously i support big Ten <laughs> players a lot and so i've been a big uh, amir abdullah guy because he was arguably the best running back in the entire country those two seasons in college out of nebraska <clears throat> and um so i'm a huge fan of his and i think he's very dangerous um but i also think he's uh basically a veteran minimum guy for and available for a reason and so I, I am surprised that there still is this debate as to whether or not it's him or Boone. I think Boone has shown what he can do. He he had a great play on special teams uh, covering a punt, if I recall correctly. Um, you know, Abdullah has done yes. well, too. I mean, he looked he looked good at returning punts, I thought, better than some of the other guys, especially B.C. Johnson, who almost died doing that. Um, <laughs> and so I, I don't know how it's going to shake out. There's a lot of 53-man project uh, final projections coming out from our site. We have one on Vikings territory right now. But <clears throat> that having been said, there has been some chatter, too, with the uh, Houston Texans uh, losing their running back on the, you know, it, uh, it's such an argument as to why you rest Dalvin Cook, actually, because it was the first play, the first run he had, and he I'm pretty sure he tore his ACL. I mean, his knee buckled, oh, and they, they carted him off. And he was a Pro Bowl guy last year. Um, Lamar, Mil- Lamar Miller? Oh, man. Wow, um, I didn't know that. Yeah, and so the coverage I saw was that they, they were – it was that night, so they said they're pretty sure it's an ACL, but he's done for the year. So I, I'm sure that's happening because I've seen a lot of people talking about the Texans um, trading for a running back, and some people think that might be Mike Boone. 
Hmm. Uh, it tells you right there, Mike Boone is. If they would yeah. rather have him than than Amir Abdullah, that, that yeah. speaks volumes right there. But uh, no, I'm not I, sure I, what he's worth in a, in this league. I mean, from a draft perspective or a trade perspective, um, what would you want for him? Yeah, I mean, it, what what would the Vikings need? You know, they they could use some depth positions, but I, I think having uh, Cook, uh, uh, Ma- Alexander Mattis, Madison, yeah, yeah. And uh, Boone, uh, you're, you're set, you're solid, and then you got yeah. Yeah. Uh, Abmir Abdullah maybe to keep him on as a, a return guy, and you can use him in in change of pace and time when you need. I I, I don't think they. This is the best running back depth we've had in years. And Definitely. So I, I, I mean, you look I, at the, even at the fullback position, uh, Bla- Blazing exactly. game is looked really good. He's got to make CJ team, doesn't he? You Does he? you. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, I I, I kind of feel bad for him too, as if he were to get cut, just because I think there's only two teams that have a traditional fullback anymore, and so it's not like the the market would be huge for him. But he's almost a hybrid guy himself, and he's, you know, he's. That's why they like him. He's good size. He played uh, both in college, fullback and running back, and yeah. wow, how great would that be on your team? And he's made plays every time they put him out there. I, I still, I think he's a practice god guy. I really, I really do. I can almost see him as like uh, in the in the catch game being the replacement for David Morgan, just in strange first downs with a big guy lumbering down the field. Um, but he he's he's more adaptable than C.J. Ham is. I mean, C.J. Ham is a lock for sure. Great. Maybe blocker. that Joe. Joe, that maybe that allows them uh, the the opportunity to entertain uh, calls from Houston because they have blasting game that could be a fourth running back and could, yeah. you know he's already proved that he can catch the ball and I don't know what he is as a blocker but I suspect he's probably pretty good and he's That's got the versatility. You know. It, it, uh, position flexibility is huge in this league, and maybe that's you know maybe that's something they can do, and they can they can uh, you know. But I wouldn't give up Boone for for something other than somebody that could really bolster you know be a great second uh, team guy either on the offensive line or maybe cornerback or linebacker. Just yep. something that that not 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 just a, another project, but something you know that you can plug in when you need to. Especially with Dalvin Cook's injury history. I mean, you have Alexander right. Madison, who's a rookie and who's been unproven. He's looked steady, but Boone is just that. You know, that's the argument. Um, he's really steady, but he's shown the ability to break some runs and catches, um, too. So he, he stepped his game up from last year. Last year, he reminded me a little bit of, like, a Leroy Horde. Not size-wise, but, you know, if you need three, the adage, you need one yard, he'll get you three. If you need five yards, he'll get you three. Um, yeah. This year he just looks like he has an extra step. Uh, granted, he's also playing against uh, a lot of backups. Um, we have a game tomorrow against the Bills. Um, if anybody in uh, upstate New York, Vikings fans listening to the show, go to ticket. Actually, go to our website, Vikings Territory or Purple PTSD. You'll see an article uh, posted shortly, which should be up by the time of the show. If you're listening to the show. Um, or just click on the banner on Purple PTSD for Ticket Club. Use the uh, discount code SKOLPTSD. So S-K-O-L-P-T-S as in Sam and D as in dog. And you will get a free one-year premium membership. It's a $50 value. And then you can buy tickets for that game without any uh, crazy uh, quote-unquote convenience charges uh, or fees, which is pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, it's you know it's the fourth preseason game. is arguably the least interesting unless you're like us and you're really – way too deep into this at uh in lieu of uh, having any friends oh um, we'll be watching we'll be watching totally what what are you most looking forward to um in that regard we touched on a lot of stuff 
I, I, I want to see, you know, I, I think when we, I want to make sure that it's uh, Mannion who comes out of the gate and is the starter, and I'm sure he will be, and that will decide that. And then I, I, I want to see uh, just how they're, uh, they're allocating reps and starts and what have you, because that's really going to tell you a lot of what the, the, they're thinking. And and I, I do want to I want to look at Browning. I know where he's finally going to get on the field, and I'd like to see what he can do and, yeah. and see if the things game's not too big for him. But other than that, uh, I'll be drinking beer. So <laughs> uh, yeah, and it's it's it explains the Vikings situation to a T right now. But uh, special teams coach uh, Marwan Malouf said that uh, you know what was going on with Vedvik was completely unacceptable, and that he understands that, and that he hopes Uh-oh. that. He gets lots of chances on Thursday night, so I'm looking forward to that. I want to see some more out of the uh, Norwegian kicker. Uh, hopefully, they'll uh, have some uh, different ranges of kicks too. You know, it's pretty weird to be saying that I'm looking forward mostly to uh, field goal kicking, but that's where we are as uh, people who follow this Zimmer regime. And it's you know one of those things where uh, we, I said this last week, where when you focus on something too much you almost make it worse like a dog uh potty training or something like you just get you know you psych yourself out or something and so i i think that's the problem um but we'll see uh hopefully that'll figure itself out um i do really uh also want to mention our new message board slash social media stuff really quickly it's it's a little um in a good way it's it, there's a lot to it, a lot of facets to it so once it, it grows it's going to be really exciting um, but I've been mainly focusing on the message board because that's what pe- most people are used to, and that's where the growth is going to start. So, you know, it takes two seconds to create an account. Um, go to purpleptsd.com. That's where it's all hosted. But we also have a Twitter-like function, an Instagram-like function, a live chat for games, um, groups, a global activity wall like Twitter where you, you can follow hashtags, make friends, customize your profile, direct message people. It's really, really cool, and Joe's been on it a lot, and there's a lot of content. Our writers are there uh, debating different topics. There's all the new Vikings news. If you're just looking for a place to get all the news from all the sources, it's there, fantasy stuff included. So check it out. Uh, it's going to be pretty fun to be there this season, and I'm super excited that that's something that we're, we're focusing on now. Um, but, yeah, this has been... Uh, the Morning Joes for the 28th of August. I appreciate all the new listeners that we've been getting uh, on iHeartRadio and other places. It means a lot to us. We've been doing this uh, now for a few years, so it's really uh, kind of validating to get traction. And I don't know if anyone at uh, Bleacher Report listens, but they've been posting the show on Bleacher Report uh, lately, and that that's just really awesome to us. I feel like that's kind of validation that we're on the right track, uh, <clears throat> I would say, Mr. Oberly. So... Yep. Thanks for it's everything great. you That's do as news. well, man. So, yeah, it's, bet. It's, it's been really fun uh, despite all the negative news. Uh, but, yeah, uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, uh, keep an eye on our social media for uh, when we're going to be going live, probably 9.30 or 10.30 on Wednesday. Uh, but this has been Morning Joe's. Skull.